Hello, everybody. Today, I've got some retirement news for the week ending Friday, July 16th, 2021. First up, this year's Northwestern Mutual Planning and Progress Study. Now, this is an annual project commissioned by Northwestern Mutual to dig into Americans' attitudes and behaviors towards money, financial decision-making, and broader issues impacting people's long-term financial security. Okay, so there weren't a lot of surprises in here, and if you're really interested in digging deep, I'll have a link in the show notes, but there were a few things that jumped out to me primarily related to how the pandemic has changed our attitudes and habits relating to money. Uh, and just so you know, the survey respondents were 18 and over, so this isn't a specifically retirement-related or retirement age survey, but the focus is on long-term financial security, so that's why I'm sharing it with you today. Uh, real quick, here are a few stats from the report. One question in their survey was this. Going forward, which of the following do you view as being the best financial defense against future economic uncertainty and or market volatility? The top three answers were these. 30% of respondents said that having an emergency fund or personal savings was the best financial defense. 27% said having a financial plan, and 17% said, I don't know. But get this, only 2% said investing in real estate. Yes, 2%. And another 2% said investing in cryptocurrencies. So uh, what can you learn from these answers? Well, most people need more financial education than they're getting, and hopefully uh, the people who answered I don't know, had the realization that they have some learning to do and they need to get it figured out. So this was interesting. Three quarters of the respondents said they have good clarity on how much they can afford to spend now versus how much they should be saving for later. The remaining 26% chose this statement. I don't have great clarity on how much I can afford to spend now versus how much I should be saving for later, but I still tend to spend on things I enjoy and am hoping I'll have enough saved for later. Now, to be honest, I'm surprised that only 26% chose that statement. One bit of positive news is that the mean amount saved for retirement increased year over year from 2020. The bad news is, is that it rose from just 87500 in 2020 to 98,800 this year. Now that's a good improvement, but those still are not great numbers. And of the respondents, 5% have between five and $25,000 saved. 8% have between $1 and 4,999 saved. And 10% have nothing saved. Let that sink in. And the craziest number, when asked how much money they had saved for retirement, 43%, almost half, said not sure. Okay, now I know this doesn't apply to you, but that is frightening. And it's not like they asked exactly how much they had in retirement. They gave ranges, you know? So the fact that 43% aren't sure even roughly how much they have saved is mind-boggling to me. Uh, now, on a brighter note, 22% of respondents had saved over 200 grand in their retirement. So that's good. 
Now, they asked the respondents if they felt like after the pandemic, they were in what they called recovery mode. And 58% of respondents ended up saying yes. Now, that didn't surprise me either. A lot of people got hit in various ways over the last, say, 18 months. But get this. Of those people who consider themselves in recovery mode, when asked about how far out they're planning their finances, 24% just said month to month. And 11% said they never actively planned for their financial future. So here's the deal. Clearly, you are doing at least some planning uh, because you're listening to this podcast. But it bears repeating and pounding home the point. If you're failing to plan, you're planning to fail. And at the very least, you know, at the very least, write down some of your financial goals. Seriously, just Put pen to paper, and even if you're falling behind on your savings, write down a one-year plan, a five-year plan, and a 10-year, you know, even just a savings or investing goal, just to have something recorded and just to have something to aim toward. Um, So I'm I'm guessing that you probably have somewhat of a long-term plan in place if you're listening to this, but if you don't, there's no time like now to get it started. Anyway, if you want to see more of that Northwestern Mutual uh, survey report, Uh, link is in the show notes. So the other day I mentioned I'm taking Anthony Pompliano's Crypto Academy. And I got to say, so far, I think it's money well spent. We've only had two classes, but um, there are people from literally all over the world. And there's over 100 people in the class. And it's actually kind of exciting to be in these Zoom classes with all these people who are so into the crypto world. So Is it changing my mind on the speculative nature of putting money into crypto? Well, yes and no. Yes, because I I truly feel like we're on the cusp of Web3 and it's like a tipping point situation and, you know, it's going to change the world and make a lot of people a lot of money in the process. But on the other hand, no, it's kind of not changing my mind because for every Bitcoin maximalist out there, and I think pretty much everyone in this class is a Bitcoin maximalist, there's someone else out there with pretty convincing Elliott Wave charts or Fibonacci signals showing that we've got another significant bottom coming, uh, which is going to wipe out all the suckers who are getting in on this 2021 cryptomania. So either way, I'm going to continue to keep you posted on my progress as I go through the class. Um And just so you know, that Anthony Pompliano guy is a super smart dude. And remember, uh, check out his podcast. It's called The Pomp Podcast if you want to start educating yourself in the crypto space. So next up, I want to quickly kind of talk about mental health and our kind of global mental health coming out of COVID. So how did you do with the lockdown? Did you get moody? Did you drink more? Did you get depressed? Did you gain weight? Did you exercise more or less? Um, Well, I know for me, just between you and me, I drank far too much. I mean, I, I didn't fully shut down and become a total fucking soak, but I did hit the bottle pretty hard. And honestly, I kind of am continuing that habit. Um, So full disclosure. Anyway, it wasn't just me. In a March 2021 Gallup poll, 36% of Americans said that their weight, quote, got worse during the pandemic. Um, One Australian survey revealed that one in five Australians reported high or very high levels of psychological distress linked to the pandemic. 
And now for kids, it's been really bad. Um, I read an article uh, about what they called the pediatric shadow crisis uh, that's happening in the state of Missouri, where the social isolation that kids have been dealing with resulted in increased suicide ideation, self-injury, and substance abuse orders. And then this spring, children's hospital emergency rooms are becoming overwhelmed with families in need of immediate help. They're saying that nationwide, the increased demand for pediatric mental health care services far exceeds the supply. Now, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but in a lot of areas, this is really a crisis situation. And the long and the short of it is, to me, is this. We're not prepared for disruptions in our schedules. We're not prepared for possible bouts of social isolation. And quite frankly, most of us aren't prepared mentally for retirement. And I've talked about the need for a pre-tirement, which uh, is basically, you know, taking a couple of years where you're still working, maybe part-time or you do a side hustle, but just taking a couple of years as a buffer between being an all-out worker and your retirement life of leisure. So in, in the Canadian newspaper, The Globe and Mail, there was a pretty great quote from a woman named Susan Latremoy uh, about how we North Americans managed ourselves during the pandemic. And that was, quote, COVID has been really a dress rehearsal for the retirement you don't want to have. And now I've been saying basically the same thing. If you got stronger, fitter, healthier, and happier during COVID, you are probably ready for retirement. But if not, you might really need that pre-tirement practice round, kind of like I'm doing. I'll tell you, if I'm not ready to be retired after my seven years of pre-tirement, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. So anyway, in this article, Ms. Latremoy went on to say, quote, if there's any silver lining to COVID, it has been that it should propel people to think about what they want to do, and actually make a plan. So uh, partially that was a cheap plug for an upcoming episode. Um, I actually interviewed Susan earlier today, and she is the co-founder of the Next Chapter Lifestyle Advisors. And what they do is they help people plan for the non-financial aspects of retirement, the physical, mental, social, emotional aspects. So for those of us who obsess about finances, like me, but don't necessarily think about things like your purpose, you know, um, you know how you're going to fill your time, having a reason to get out of bed uh, and other stuff like that. Those things can blindside you once you pull the trigger and retire. And she has some really good advice to give. And I'm super excited for you to hear, hear her message. Um, and that's going to come up. I, I think her episode will release next week or the week after. So finally, Here's a bit of scary news. Is the Roth IRA as we know it coming to an end? Well, if you haven't heard, there's this there's this dude named Peter Thiel who's got a Roth worth something like $5 billion. Now, the story is he was an investor in PayPal, and because he was already doing fine, I guess, he decided to purchase his early shares within a Roth IRA. Okay, so no harm, no foul, nothing illegal about buying stocks for pennies a share in your Roth. Uh, and as Thiel turns 59 and a half in April 2027, so long as he doesn't cash out any of the gains before then, he'll be happily pulling out his stratospheric returns tax-free. Again, no laws broken, but 
that the, those those stocks that were worth fractions of a cent became five billion dollars. But because we Americans like to either deify rich people or vilify rich people, guess what? Uh, website ProPublica put out a recent article essentially characterizing the Roth as a legal way for the rich to dodge taxes. And Democratic Congress folks have been eyeing the Roth for a few years now, which uh, is scary. So, uh, according to a recent Forbes article, House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Richard Neal, who's a Democrat from Massachusetts, said his committee is considering drafting legislation that would limit the amount of money that could be accumulated in tax-favored retirement accounts. Uh, the members of that committee are also looking at other ways of limiting the use of retirement accounts. And Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden, who's a Democrat from my home state of Oregon, says he plans to introduce legislation limiting the amount of money in Roth IRAs. Some other ideas that are bouncing around Washington are limiting IRA and 401k balances, eliminating contributions for those with incomes or account balances above certain levels, and accelerating distributions on accounts above certain levels. They're also talking about bringing in uh, required minimum distributions or RMDs on Roth IRAs or possibly including Roth IRA distributions in your modified adjusted gross income when you're calculating taxes on Social Security benefits, the Medicare premium surtax, and other, quote, stealth taxes. So anyway, I think I've mentioned this before, that I'm one year into a four-year process of converting my entire solo 401k into a Roth. Now, I hope that it ends up getting nice and fat before I start taking my tax-free withdrawals, but knowing but that lispy fucker Ron Wyden wants to come in and play with the tax laws as they relate to Roths is a little disconcerting. So honestly, I, I'm guessing that the, the likelihood of these changes actually affecting someone with a net worth like mine is pretty low, but still. Anyway, I'll keep you posted on this, but Face it, we've got another stimulus bill coming around the bend that's going to create another few trillion dollars out of nowhere. And at some point, it stands to reason that we're going to have to increase tax revenues to pay some of this insanity down. So just for fun, do me a favor. Give Ron Wyden a call and tell him Matt Franklin says you need to keep your hands off my Roth. His phone number is area code 202-228-2717. Once again, that's 202 228 2717. Okay. Have a great one, and I will talk to you next week. Nothing in this podcast is meant to be financial, legal, or tax advice. Though there's some kick ass information here, it's for informational purposes only. Take control of your retirement planning, but get professional counsel if you need tax, legal, or financial advice. For more content like this, join my mailing list at rogueretirementlounge.com. And if you have questions about retirement investing, entrepreneurship, business, or anything else, my email address is matt at rogueretirementlounge.com. 